Blog Talk Radio. And during the few moments that we have left, we want to talk right down to earth in a language that everybody here can easily understand. stuff's going on and we're not going to mention the news okay I got to sit up here for just a second okay but um, prayers go out to what just went down and our sister Burrow the Bronx um, a psychopath went crazy for more details visit your local news stations because uh, we're going to pause 10 seconds for station identification, for clarity, and for prayers for those who were traumatized by the incident at that playground. So give us 10 seconds for station identification, please, to those involved in that craziness. All right, folks, it's the one... The only Brian Rails, who the fuck else, late on this evening, just trying to uh, trying to piece together pieces, console neighbors, and think about professional wrestling. So, without further ado, wow, NXT, AEW, both stepping up their game tonight. NXT Live, AEW. And they're like stack deck. I mean, how do you choose between the two? Because I know some people from AEW, at least one person I know, not personally, well, actually, kind of, sort of, somebody on NXT that's the future, right? Cameron Brene. And uh, Mr. Mike Seidel on the AEW side of things, but I digress, folks. So tonight, which card am I going to start off with? I'm going to particularly start off with AEW and what's going on with Darby Allen versus John Silver from the Dark Order, and uh, that was the headline for tonight for the TNT Championship live on TNT from Jacksonville, Florida. So... This is what happens. They return to the Daily's Place Amphitheater, as usual, in Jacksonville, Florida. It says there was a title eliminator match between Kenny Omega, that's Matt Seidel, and um, i got to explain this to you. 
Matt Seidel, Mike Seidel. Uh-huh. No. Okay. Let me get past the cheesiness. So, okay, the Dapper Yapper Justin Roberts. Really, the ring announcer has a a nickname. That's uh, has had a nickname for a while now, though. Omega, accomplished by Don Callis, makes his way down to the ring. Wow, they started off the curtain jerk with Omega. That's cool. So, who wins this match? That's you, Omega. Yep. That's okay. Oh, well then, that's more sportsmanship, but it's to be expected because Omega's become what he's been known to be. Alright, so, if you want to message me, it's wrestle underscore radio. On Twitter, it's at underscore Brian Rails. On Facebook, it's www.vesselradionetwork forward slash facebook.com. So, Omega with a one-winged angel. Wow, that's, that's poor sports music, but that's to be expected. Dark, okay, so the Dark Order with Hangman Adam Page. Really? Hmm. The segment shows the Dark Order and Hangman Adam Page hanging out today ahead of Silver's TNT title match tonight and Page's battle against Cesar Benoni. They keep signing discards from uh, NXT. That's fine. It's cool. It's whatever. Let's move on. Hangman Adam Page versus Cesar Benoni. I'm guessing Adam Page wins this one. Yep. So, the Murderhawk monster Lance Archer. That dude is absolutely huge, Lance Archer is, by the way. And um, So, let's see here. Circumstances, circumstances. Dr. Britt Baker reacts to Lights Out unsanctioned match. How did she react? Things up Mick Foley, giving her a thumbs up. She says it took him on. A hardcore legend, but she did it in one night. Yeah, you know, see, okay. I will mention something later after I read AEW's entire card. I may have spoke too soon on the title, but you know what? They're giving us wrestling. That's the main thing, right? Dasha Gonzalez catches up with Christian Cage. Okay. AEW's trios match. FTR and Sean Spears versus the Varsity Blondes and Dante Martin. Okay. Let's see who wins this one. So the technical guys talk on the floor as they regroup and we head to a mid-commercial break. FTR and Sean Spears. So it was a, it's basically a six-man tag. It's called a trios match, traditionally speaking. After the match, Pinnacle attacks and speaks. I'm not going to read every detail, but... A message from Taz. Who better? So Brian Cage, he promises everything, and Team Taz is all right. Fuck the world, Brian Champion and Cage apologize to them and Ricky Starks for singling him out. He asks if everyone is good. They all say they are. QT Marshall explains what's been going on with him. So who talks now and to explain? Everything has an explanation in pro wrestling, and I'm just reading the results. 
AEW's trios match, the Young Bucks and Brandon Cutler versus Laredo Kid and Lucha Brothers. Is this like a going to be a ta- uh, trios title or something? Is this a tournament? One is intrigued. So, Laredo Kid and the Lucha Brothers, they win the match. And how did they win? Let's see here. The Bucks utilize quick tags. <laughs> God. Uh, okay. Let's see here. After the match, Kenny Omega gives the Young Bucks one more shot. I sit up and they're with him. He says it's now or never. Jade Cargill is that bitch. I'm sure she is. She addresses Red Velvet. I'm looking good while doing it. Um, <laughs> just like Bianca Belair, except for I don't know if what her height is, but I know that Bianca and her look very similar in gimmick. The only thing missing is the uh, lipstick stain on the front of the gimmick. That's all. And uh, I don't know how well this is going to be. But special announcement from Cody and Brandy. Mm-hmm. Saying the birth of her child. Okay. And let's see here. Eddie Kingston and John Moxley address AEW Tag Team Division. All right. Jay Conchi versus Nyla Rose. Uh, take Hanchi? No, that's kind of a surprise right there. Um, Arcade Anarchy Hype. There's a, there's a video package at Arcade Anarchy Showdown. Next week, Arcade Anarchy Showdown. Okay. Scorpion, Scorpio Sky is done being underrated. Faces Mike Seidel on Elevation. Okay. So wait a minute, who... If Matt Seidel wants to get involved, remember, he's more than one. He's the face of revolution. TNT Championship Open Challenge, John Silver versus Darby Allen. John Silver's a very good worker, folks. So this is a, let's see here. Brody Lee, John Huber, the exalted one in the dark order with the challenger in the ring. We're getting ready for the entrance to the face of TNT. And still AEW champion or AEW TNT champion Darby Allen. So Silver pays homage to Billy Lee during a signature pose and goes for his finish. However, Darby Allen counters it, ends up securing the pinfall one, two, three. So after the match, it says Hell breaks loose. Sting goes in the ring and congratulates Allen on the win. But is cut off by Matt Hardy and many of his clients who hit the ring and attack Allen. So then the show goes off there. Um, so overall, AEW not bad. It had some 
It had some moments with Sting. That's pretty cool. It also had some moments with Kenny Omega. I always wonder, though, folks, in some way, shape, or form, is Sting and Omega going to ever clash? And will they ever meet if the story is binding? And that's cool. You know, one of the guests on my show has a match on AEW Dark, and his name is Mike Seidel. And I'm proud to say I got him before he went to AEW, and he's a very stand-up dude. That's not the focus of tonight, but, you know, they had trios matches. I'm wondering if that's going to lead up to the first-ever trios title in professional wrestling um, because there's a lot of six-man tags in wrestling, and there's some, been some talk about six-man tag titles or six-man championships. It's just a lot of... Proposals and a lot of things going on in professional wrestling as far as AEW is concerned. So they are following up with their stories. They are getting better at focusing things. It's just um, there's one problem. There's not enough time on air, damn it. That is the fucking problem. Now I'm going to move on to NXT and... And let's see here. Oh, I mean, I had a good time, dude. I'm just trying to focus on tonight, and uh, it's been kind of difficult consoling neighbors and um, talking with them for an hour, which is what the delay for tonight's Off the Rails Uncensored episode. So thank you for bearing with me and being patient, folks, um, while I'm waiting. Let's see here tonight. Excuse between Kyle O'Reilly and Adam Cole is getting good. Not Forbes results. I don't. I really, honestly know. So, <laughs> all right. Tonight. Oh, there's a picture of William Regal, Kyle O'Reilly, and Adam Cole on the header. So, tonight. Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez teaming up to face Io Shirai and the newly formed team of yeah. Zoe Stark, not Tony Stark. Whoever wrote this blog, I'm I'm not shitting you on Cage Fight Seats. I love you guys. I'm pretty sure you guys are um, trying to cover all wrestling like moi. It was a good match. Raquel Gonzalez ends up getting the victory. Um, ends up, you know, one arm power bomb. I don't know what she calls it. Okay, so <laughs> after the match, uh, Io Shirai gets almost blindsided by Raquel Gonzalez, which is a distraction enough. And Raquel Gonzalez power bombs Io Shirai on the table and standing over. So, anyways, those two in the match: Bronson Reed versus L.A. Knight. That match. L.A. Knight did elevate Bronson Reed and help match make really good. Um, at the end, though, Bronson Reed hit the tsunami. That It looked really fucking cool to see a big dude, Bronson Reed, so I just fly about like 10, 15 feet in there additional to where he's already up on the... Anyways, so big boy Bronson Reed ends up winning that match. Very good performance by L.A. Knight. And then you have the colossal Bronson Reed. That's uh, Karrion Cross versus Oni Lorcan. I'm guessing Karrion Cross. 
Uh, <laughs> Walter versus Drake Maverick. Are you shitting me? Referee stoppage. Walter. Tommaso Ciampa comes in, so... So, let's see here. Oh, yeah, Robert Stone and Mercedes Martinez teamed up again. So, Ember Moon and Shotzi Blackheart versus Aaliyah Mercedes Martinez. So, Ember Moon hits the Eclipse. One, two, three. Jordan Devlin versus Kushida in a non-title match. Jordan Devlin. Okay, so William Regal, let's see here. This is great. Gentlemen, thank you for joining me here tonight. Now, it's obvious that the situation between the two of you has gotten out of control. It's reached a boiling point. In fact, you got the bloody police involved. <laughs> Bless you, Mr. Regal. I will not have you embarrass this company so that many people have worked so hard to create. What I have here is a solution to the situation. This is a contract for Kyle O'Reilly to face Adam Cole on the co-main event of the second night of NXT TakeOver and Stand and Deliver. Now, Kyle, you're still not medically cleared. This match can only take place if you sign the contract and acknowledge that NXT is not liable for anything that happens to both of you. Regal slaps the contract down in front of Cole. Regal, I want to tell you a little story. Imagine you were born blind and could not see, and then one day you woke up and you can see everything. We can call that a revelation. I had one. I realized I didn't need the Undisputed Era anymore, so Adam Cole is blabbing. I realized I didn't need the Undisputed Era. It was you, Kyle, I bought into this bullshit that was about brotherhood. It never was about that, Kyle. I watched you challenge for the title not once, but twice, and then fail not once, but twice. Then you tried to befriend Finn Balor to join the Undisputed Era. Had you lost your mind? Then I realized it. You're a sidekick, comfortable being on the sidelines, and that is not me. I am nothing like you. You lost sight of what it was in the Undisputed Era. It wasn't about friendship. It wasn't about brotherhood. It was about being the best, and you're looking at the best. Honestly, Kyle, you should be thanking me. Do you think you would have had? Like, do you think you would have made it to WWE if it wasn't for me? Do you think the Undisputed Era works without Adam Cole? He's got a point. He's got a very valid point. Um, <laughs> honestly, Kyle, you should be thanking me. On the, I'm the one who main evented. I'm the one with the legendary title on. I'm the one who sold the T-shirts Undisputed Era. Without Adam Cole is nothing. And you, Kyle O'Reilly, are nothing. I cannot wait to fight you at TakeOver. And you want to know why? I already know who wins. The whole world knows who wins. The only one who doesn't know is the pathetic lap dog sitting across this table. Yeah. Referring to Regal. Okay, so... So they both knock over the table, they scream at each other, and that's that. Can wrestling get any more intense than what AEW is presenting with the trios matches and and the WWE with former best friends, Undisputed Era, fighting amongst one another. Um, Wow, you know, WWE is starting to feel like a rebirth. They're revamping everything that we thought was dead. 
in their style of professional wrestling. And, and I mean, NXT was lagging for a bit. Main roster was, in my opinion, it was good, but it wasn't, it wasn't kicking on all cylinders. Things just were not hitting and things were not making sense. Feuds were kind of, okay, here we go. But then what I mean by things started kicking into gear because it's not just WrestleMania season, stand and deliver. NXT just keeps on reinventing the standard that is, you know, professional wrestling, AEW. They keep coming up with new concepts and ways to keep feuds going and way to make controversial TV. No, I mean, by saying Mick Foley, this is a shot at him saying he's a hardcore legend, the thumbs up, and only took her one night. Um, I got a shot at you, Britt Baker. Uh, you are very talented and you are probably one of the two main figureheads of the women's division in AEW and you women work very hard but to uh, okay there's a lot of comparisons and contrast to a hardcore legend and I'm sure McFoley is flattered but you will never be the magnitude that McFoley is no one even knows who the fuck you are except for AEW marks. Okay? And to be quite honest with you, nobody even knows who you are if you refer to a woman's wrestler. They think China, they think Trish Stratus, Lita. They don't say to themselves, oh yeah, Dr. Britt Baker. And by the way, you and Thunder Rosa had an excellent match. That match tore the house down. Uh, last week on AEW Dynamite. But there's one problem. You guys, there's a part of me that says AEW's falling into the same trap that WCW did, and that was showcasing all their great matches on live television instead of waiting for a pay-per-view because you know you couldn't compete with WWE unless you started do, you know, showing, going all out, which is what any normal company would do if they were competition. And yes, AEW has been beating WWE in ratings, but still, if you mention the company names, people refer to what? Even though I used to watch that WWF shit. I used to watch that WWE shit. I just had to point that out. For her statement to say that she compares to Mick Foley, yeah, she's, oh, we got you talking about it. We got you to bite the bait. I'm not a fish, and I don't bite the stupid fucking hook that AEW is trying to present. I'm sorry. I applaud them for the trios matches. I applaud them for, you know, doing certain things correctly. But Jay Cargill is a direct ripoff of Bianca Belair. Uh, the trios matches, is there a championship involved sooner or later? I'm thinking, is there? Is there? Um, involvement after matches, that's up to them and their discretion. Kenny Omega is fucking amazing. Uh, Chris Jericho, awesome. No doubt about Chris Jericho's got Mike skills, and he's got fucking talent. Um, my only thing is there are certain tinkerings that need to be fixed in AEW. That's the women's division, because, honey, you comparing yourself to a hardcore legend, yikes. No one even knows that you're a fuck, not a fan of this. To quote somebody from VH1's hip-hop loving, you're a non-motherfucking factor. So why you're not even relevant 
as far as, you know, the name pool goes. Oh, and um, as far as Thunder Rosa, yeah, Thunder Rosa and Hugo, good match, but on live TV, not a pay-per-view. There's a big enough feud between you two to have built it up to a pay-per-view. That's my only critique for AEW. That statement, that statement kind of irks me because you're going to compare yourself to somebody who's been in the business for 20-plus years and has been retired and can't even tie his own shoe because he's bent over backwards for this business in four different companies, actually five, if you count UWF. So not going to spend the entire night ripping Britt Baker a new asshole because this is what her problem was in WWE. She ran her mouth, and that's why Shayna Baszler whooped her ass, you know, gimmick-wise, and that's why she was never seen from or heard from again. And now she's become the next biggest thing ever, according to certain fans. They're like, you got to be kidding me. You don't like Britt Baker? No, because no one knows who the fuck she is. Wow, I haven't had that much firepower for a mini rant leading into a big-ass rant coming up, you know, in Off the Rails Uncensored, which we're going to segue just for a little bit, folks. If you would like to join a professional wrestling school, you know what? Now's the time to get off your ass, off that couch, eating potato chips or Cheetos or whatever the fuck you like. Go to monsterfactory.org. Monster Factory is located in Paulsboro, New Jersey. For more information related about the wrestling school, the world-famous wrestling school that has produced Matt Riddle, the Headbangers, Tammy Stitch, or Sonny, Sheamus, Matt Riddle, Punishment Martinez, or Damian Priest, Luke Gallows, Carl Anderson, and many, many more. Pretty Boy Larry Sharp, Bam Bam Bigelow, Balls Mahoney, God Rest Your Soul, there's a lot of names that come to mind when it's think of Monster Factory. So invest in yourself today and become a professional wrestler, referee, manager, whatever you want to be. Go to monsterfactory.org. Phone number is located directly on the website. Do not email the office with any stupid questions. If you do end up being a part of Monster Factory, there are payment plans in place that will get you where you want to be. And so, obviously, guys, Danny Cage is one of the best dudes forever from Monster Factory. He's the head trainer, coach, and owner of the world-famous Monster Factory. Check it out today. You must wear a mask when inside the facility. If you attend a show, you must wear a mask. It is a requirement. If you don't, then I guess you have to take it up with Danny Cage, who by far, guys, is the most straight-up awesome human being. He is very blunt. Very, he's very, very real. About what goes down. Right? So, yeah. That is what's been going on inside my head to last hour. I mean, I finally had time to rest, folks, and give it a go as far as my take and assessment on what's been going on in professional wrestling. And boy, you know, I haven't had that much fire on a show in quite some time about something and here's why they're like oh you're giving her credibility yeah dude i am not giving her credibility i'm giving her the what for because a lot of fans give wrestlers the what for and they just laugh and they don't think anything of it and they're like well what is this mark thing i mean this time you know i must be fucking relevant because he's mentioning my name no sweetie you're relevant because you bled on live air and you didn't need a tampon to fucking do it 
Okay, here's the deal. The match with Thunder Rosa was really cool. There's a fucking problem. You saying that it took you one night to be a hardcore legend? Hmm. Okay. That's very debatable. Because, yes, one, Mick Foley doesn't wrestle anymore. Two, you guys keep taking shots at WWE and saying that you don't take shots at them. Isn't Mick Foley a part of World Wrestling Entertainment still? And can't, you know, like, out of the goodness of his heart, he just probably is like, you know, she's got some valid points. However, legend? You're going to use the word legend and you're a non-motherfucking factor? Really, bitch? Really? <laughs> I, I must say, for somebody who didn't make it or make the cut from the May Young Classic to be making commentary on her own, you got, well, I wouldn't say balls, although, incite <laughs> uh, the wrath of the good old B-Train and see what the fuck happens. Dear Lord, I think that AEW has had their moments. And then they fucking ruin it with one fucking fell swoop. I was going to be nice to them till I read that statement. But now, I figure, you know, I also discuss NXT. Undisputed, broken up. Um, let me think of that. Adam Cole brings up very valid points. If it weren't for him, the entire group would be complete shit. And some who are complete wrestling fans or smarks, well, Kyle O'Reilly and Ring of Honor, it's like, yes, Adam Cole and Ring of Honor too, bitches, because despite, I, you know what, okay, I've never been a trend fan, and a trend fan meaning Adam Cole, baby, Johnny Wrestling, I'm not, I'm just your average fucking wrestling fan who used to work in pro, indie pro wrestling, right? There's a lot of Backyarders, well, I work in indie wrestling too. Yes, that is your backyard. And uh, to those listening, I just want to tell you, thank you, thank you so much for putting up with my shit, and and being so cordial. And I have 29 minutes left. Oh, there is time. There is time for this uh, next rant, right? So, ladies and gentlemen, the following content contains expletives not suitable for kids under the age of 18. If you do have children that are 18 and older listening to this show and they repeat their shit to the principal or their teacher, I suggest that I am not responsible for anything that gets repeated off my show. Off the Rails Uncensored is a trademark podcast, sister podcast to Russell Radio Network that was coined as the phrase Off the Rails Uncensored on March 7th, 2016. So this has been five years running. All right, buckle up, fuckers. It's time to get inside, well, my head, so enter at your own risk. That's all I can say. Buckle up, you fucks, because this is about to get really interesting. Not just one-sided rant on Britt Baker, but, you know, some things that I have thought about, contemplated, saying, but haven't gotten the proper energy for me to say. Anyways, monkeys in the truck, please hit my music. Dig it. Oh, that was weak. That was weak. Hit my music. Dig it. That was weak, too. Take three. Dig it. Look in my eyes. What do you see? The cost of I know you're in your 
Okay, folks. So let's start off with continuity and story. So AEW kicks off their night with one hell of a dude in Kenny Omega, who, by the way, folks, I've met at WrestleCon. Do I know him personally? No. Uh, people say he's one of the coolest dudes you'll ever meet. He is, because he, I was waiting for him at his autograph table, and I bring this back to WrestleCon at WrestleMania 34 before AEW hit airwaves in, 20, I believe, 2018, 2019. 2019. So, three years later, see him, you know, in his curtain during match. I also see him giving the Young Bucks one more chance. I must tell you, there's a lot of things that I, myself, and others have witnessed when AEW's been running their show. One of those things is, you know, when they talk about different superstars and either their own versus their own. It's just, what I'm getting at is when they have spoken about their past in WWE and then they go and tell EC3 to quit whining about his stint in WWE and how he wasn't using this, that, the other, or Matt Cardona, it's because AEW has a way of hiding things very well. And hiding things meaning Breaking the fourth wall, who cares? I honestly, if this is professional wrestling, I just want to see a good show. In all honesty, I know they're doing this to drum up ratings, and they're drumming and they're drumming up or barking up the wrong tree when they say something like, "It took Mick Foley years to give the thumbs up and say, have a nice day, and become a hardcore legend.' It only took me one night." I understand that, but boy, did you just mention someone's name from a different competing company that's not even fucking working? You guys, there are some people in this world that are dumber than dirt. And Britt Baker, who obviously must be talented enough for people to say, well, she does rubber porns. For all the smarks who associate with AEW, cool. For all the smarks who associate or debate with WWE, I say one thing to you guys, shut the fuck up, because when someone says something stupid, it's going to be put on blast. Put on blast meaning, if you have nothing nice to say, shut the fuck up, according to certain people in the business, right? Because we are just people who are watching, and we have a choice not to tune in or watch. I didn't watch, because to be honest with you, I was trying to flip back and forth so much that when I caught wind of what she said, that killed the fucking good match that she had with Thunder Rosa in my mind. It took away from the match that she had with Thunder Rosa because that match tore the fucking house down. It was amazing. There's one problem. People are like, but then we saw Becky and Charlotte over and over again after the last woman, as their last man standing match at Evolution. Yeah, there was color involved. Because Ashley Flair, or not Ashley, sorry, Charlotte Flair, is like daddy who you know can give color during a match but that happened to be a pay-per-view so i'm going to point that out it was a pay-per-view under rosa and Britt baker was not a pay-per-view they're like well it doesn't have to be a pay-per-view to be yes it does what 
what I've been building, building, building. I said, well, AEW's problem is when they mention stuff from their past, it's okay, let it out. I mentioned a whole bunch of shit about KCXW. And then I realized if I keep mentioning stuff about them, that's not going to help me get over their shit from what they did to me. So imagine hearing week in and week out in reference to in references to WWE, it's just like, okay, we get it. You guys have moved on to bigger and better things, and you're doing amazing in professional wrestling. Just please just shut your pie holes and work. No, because without adding WWE as ammunition, they're going to sit there and honestly tell themselves, oh, it's okay to mention, but not too much. You know, we don't mention that here, Chris Jericho said in a live interview, you know, and – he said, you know, we don't do that here. He goes, I'll give, I'll give, uh, I will give Miro a platform. And that's good. You need to give workers a fucking platform to speak their mind and be able to express themselves. However, it's hilarious when some people try to justify the fact that AEW is competition and they do have to get WWE's goat. Honestly, I don't fucking care. But after a while, after it gets repetitive and becomes redundant every single fucking time about like, well, you know, we don't we don't uh, have a problem with the breaking the fourth wall here. That's in reference to Vince McMahon. They're like, well, they didn't totally mention him. When some dumbass mentions a legend like The Rock or Mick Foley, I dare them. I fucking dare them to mention The Rock. Because why? That's one of the, like, the... How do I put this? One of the Mount Rushmore's of professional wrestling in Mick Foley that Britt Baker had to fucking mention. And it's like, well, you're getting all riled up because she mentioned Mick Foley. In a sense, yes, because homegirl's not even a fucking factor. And yet here she is running her mouth. And no one, if you ask the common wrestling fan, Minus their knowledge of current, you know, wrestling right now in AEW and or the NWA or Impact. Some people will mention how Thunder Rosa can work. Even my previous guest mentioned that on the show, Luke Cage. All right, she can fucking work. Britt Baker. Okay, we're not saying that she cannot work. We're not discrediting her, but when you run your mouth and it comes out stupid. There are things that are going to be said to you, dear, without any, you know, without any hesitation, I'm going to tell you. How many women's championships have you won before you hit AEW? Before you, you know, I'm not saying pre-WWE, because obviously she would, you know, she would not have gotten noticed had it not been for the failed May Young Classic experiment. And I will keep mentioning that because that's exactly what I believe is the truth be told. And when she got dropped like a bad habit because there was no fucking place for her in NXT, nor she, you know, if you think you are bigger than the company itself, I don't think she did because, you know, she's dating Adam Cole, but then they're like, you can't disrespect, you know, I don't give a fuck. Because both egos, you know, Adam Cole, who, you know, outside of wrestling is probably the nicest dude you'll meet, is now attached to Britt Baker. Yikes. 
They're like, can you blame her for running her mouth? Can you blame her for having confidence? I don't blame the girl for having confidence. I do, however, question her, her validity as far as, you know, Mick Foley was a hardcore legend. I did it in one night. Bitch, no one even knows who the fuck you are. So think on that, shall we? Outside of Trish Stratus, outside of Lita, outside of China, outside of Victoria, outside of, oh, I don't know, Ivory, outside of Jacqueline, outside of, I can go on and on, Becky Lynch, outside of Charlotte Flair, Sasha Banks, Bianca Belair currently speaking. Where would where would your place be if you was still with WWE? But you're with current. You're currently with AEW making comments because you two, you know, and Thunder Rose put on a damn good match because you had color because the feud was just amazing. But you ruined your match, dude. You ruined the clarity not the clarity of your match. You ruined the validity of your own match with Thunder Rosa by running your mouth. Like, dude, I don't know how many people can be. Sheep led by AEW's bullshit in that regard. As far as the women's division, take Conchie beats Nyla Rose. It's not impossible for smaller person to be bigger person. That's not what I'm getting at. The AEW's women's division is a joke. They 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 okay. They're being carried by Thunder Rosa and by Britt Baker. Because it used to be Nyla Rose and Riho, right? So I'm trying to figure out in my own head, as far as wrestling logic goes, you're going to sit there and tell us, tell the audience, and they're like, they're like, oh, like, listening to that tidbit of what Britt Baker just said, and not repeating myself in a circle, but bringing up valid points. Yeah, you, they, AEW may be. They are beating WWE in ratings. But as far as clarity goes and justification of one statement, which ruins my fucking, oh, God, you know what? I never cared for Britt Baker in WWE, and I don't care for her now. Even though she supposedly is like, well, she embodies what we're looking for in a woman's wrestler. That's cute. So you're looking for someone who... Overflows and running your mouth. That's not, you know, that's not appealing to me as a fan. And I'm sure other fans will say, well, at least she had the balls to say it. I'm like, really? She had the balls to be stupid? She had the balls to run her mouth about someone that has more championships than her? And not only more championships than her, has more respect in the wrestling community than her. Mick Foley is the reason why people, you know, when he goes to schools, does does Britt Baker go to schools? And is she widely known across the nation as the dude who fell off hell in a cell and had a legendary match with Undertaker who, who had a broken foot and Mick Foley who had never climbed on top of a cage? And How many books has she released? Just out of curiosity, how many bestsellers and New York Times bestsellers has Britt Baker sold? And they're like, well, she hasn't made a book yet. Huh? Because she is not well-known. That's like having a chef on the independent circuit, you know, 
comparing themselves to Emeril Lagasse or Bobby Flay or, you know, like having several comparisons to women is like, oh, I'm the greatest chef ever, you know, I did what Emeril couldn't do in one night. It's the same fucking thing. Even if it's gimmicked or not or written for her. I don't think that was written because most of AEW shit is improvised on some on some levels. Some is written, some improvised. I don't know. I'm not in their creative stuff, but I can guarantee you if someone is going to make a dumb statement, I'm going to talk about it and have facts to back it up. I mean, I have three or four of Mick Foley's books, and he has illustrated books too, and it's just amazing the market that Mick Foley's put himself in. The man is a fucking genius. Did, can Britt Baker say that she hitchhiked all the way to Madison Square Garden and see Jimmy Superfly Snooker versus Don Morocco and see Jimmy Snooker jump off the top of the cage? Can she say that? So they're, they're like, oh my God, he's getting all fucking worked up for nothing. Really? You guys run your fucking mouths all the time about WWE and sit here and say that you don't. Even if it's not, you know, more than even if it's just one person doing it, that's still running your mouth. So for me, from a personal perspective, looking at what she said, they're like, oh, she's going to get a lot of people buzzing about it, talking about it, and that's what we want. Again, she's still not going to be known. She's still not going – I mean, a friend of mine has a massive cross, man crush on her. Chris, I know you're listening, and I know that you worship the ground that Britt Baker walks on. But even you have to admit that when someone says something stupid, it's going to get exploited. And I know as stubborn as he is, he's like, well, you know, she can be a doctor to me anytime. That's not the point, Chris. What I'm getting at is when you and professional wrestling, even if it's gimmicked or not, that's just as dumb as what Bischoff said in WCW when Mick Foley was um, going to win the championship. So, you know how many people tuned in to USA Network to see Mick Foley win against The Rock in a no-disqualification match? Because originally, Stone Cold Steve Austin wasn't even supposed to get involved in that match. The point I'm trying to make is don't sit there and underestimate you know, a company that's getting revamped and reborn, but apparently AEW likes to poke the bear. They like to be the idiots that will sit there and say, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that, and I'm a legend because... No, the fuck you're not. Get the fuck out of here with that shit. You are not anywhere near legend. What you are is stupid... Not only stupid, but what? You're non-relevant. If anybody asks who Britt Baker is, they'll say, is she a new singer? Is she a new artist? Well, who's Britt Baker? I wonder if, if anyone knows this, but when somebody who's barely scratched the surface in far, as far as professional wrestling goes, as far as Britt Baker is concerned, why would you run your mouth at a person who, not only championship-wise, but relevancy-wise, has been involved, not just in professional wrestling, but outside of the wrestling community. So, to me, that's an insult. 
they're like, well, Foley's not God, you know, anymore, and he doesn't wrestle, so you have no point in getting upset with Britt Baker. I do get upset when people are being stupid with their words, you know what I mean? If I was to say I'm the greatest podcast ever, no, the fuck I'm not. And I was comparing myself to an awesome podcast called Heel Marks. No, dude. I'm nowhere near the premise or the prowess and presence of Heel Marks podcast or, for that matter, you know, the bump on WWE Network or Stone Cold Steve Austin's podcast. That's on live air on Peacock, which you can get Peacock Premium for $4.99 to stream WrestleMania and various other WWE pay-per-views in the near future. See, cheap plug, I know. When somebody talks a good game, but they can't seem to um, have the gumption to back it up. And I've said this on previous shows. If you talk a good game, you better be sure to back it up. And what she did was enter the lion's den without any kind of meat to distract the lion. Lion being other critics, other podcast hosts are like, well, I'm afraid of marks, you know, who have an opinion. Look, AEW is not a bad company, but there are times when you just want to strangle them. And they're like, well, WWE this, WWE that. The fuck, man, you got a whole bunch of bitter folk as to what happened to them prior to this. Are you... But JR could give a fuck less. Tony Schiavone doesn't care because they used to be competition back in WCW days. Those are two voices who made wrestling history. And I have mad respect for the two of them. Kenny Omega, love the pieces. Mike Seidel, awesome. Matt Seidel, awesome talent. I'm not saying what she did affects my views on certain people and certain talents. It affects my, you know... It affects my opinion, dude, on their judgment calls. You guys are the ones that get behind that microphone and make sure that you are entertaining the crowd. And it wasn't offensive that you said, you know, what you said. It was just putting out stupid and outright. What were you thinking? And and I'm pretty sure she's going to say, well, I don't give a fuck what you think, dude. I'm doing me and obviously making more money. Yeah, see, to me, Rip Baker just screams, I'm an idiot. I'm going to say stupid shit. Like, I am more of a legend than Mick Foley. Really, the only thing legend you are is, like, how long you were allowed to run your mouth without, you know, getting told, hey, don't mention somebody's name from outside the company. Because then, you know, that's slander. You're more legend than Mick Foley. So do you have a Hall of Fame ring? Do you have... Not just the championship reigns that he had, but did you have audience pull for both heel and face? Because, I mean, I remember, oh, did you wrestle The Undertaker? Did you wrestle someone the equivalent thereof? You wrestled Thunder Rosa, who is an amazing talent, who basically carried your ass throughout the entire fucking match. Oh, and um, by the way, sweetie, your women's division is a fucking joke. I don't know if I've, actually, yes, I do remember and recall saying that. Because look at the rejects that came from WWE. And obviously they're making headway. They're making names for themselves. But they're still rejects. Tay Conchi. Mm, yeah, mm, no. 
And yet she wins her match against Nyla Rose. Okay, whatever. The matches don't have to be logical, really. So somebody decides that Tay Conchi can beat Nyla Rose. It's not impossible. But for her, you know, to win a match two weeks in a row, three weeks in a row, okay, whatever, I will not believe you. Women's wrestling doesn't have to be perfect when people don't have to stick to a script. I know this. I know that if you improvise and you express yourselves a lot more often than you think, then it becomes what can one do, you know, to entertain the crowd, to make sure our match is awesome. So, again, Becky Lynch, Ronda Rousey, Charlotte Ferrer, I'm not a big Rousey fan, but she did, in a way, kind of help elevate the women's division. Imagine. Even before her, though, you had Sasha, Becky, Charlotte, and Bailey. You had a cornerstone match at the Garden. This was before Britt Baker even was thought of in NXT, was even conceptualized. And the funny thing is, if they would have let Britt Baker out in NXT, who knows what would have happened. But again, when her mouth run is over, and it was full of negligent comments or comments and statements that are, you know, not bold, but just plain out outright. Wow. I mean, it's just like my brain hurts just talking about her, but don't do that again. I hate, this is the first time folks that I've ever sat on a rant and actually had, you know, actually, no, I've had valid points before to back mine up, but this is the first time that a female Actually, no. No, that's a lie. This is the first time in a while that I have actually gone on a tirade and had more than just one point to back me up in my feeling about this. Certain fans will be like, I don't give a fuck. She bled match. That was better than anything Mick Foley ever did. Mick Foley had matches that people still talk about after 20 years of having said matches with Triple H and Stone Cold Steve Austin and The Undertaker multiple times, not just once. If you work, if you work The Undertaker or Stone Cold multiple times, or The Rock back in the day, or The Big Show, or even Vince McMahon, or even you know The Rock in an empty match arena or empty arena match, you're legend. So again, I will mention the accolades of Foley any day over Britt Baker because. She's just not, you're not that bright. And this is part of the reason why WWE let your ass go. Is because you ran your fucking mouth. And I'm pretty sure they're laughing their asses off going, you brought up another point. When you say you're not over a company, yet you bring them up anyways. Then who are you to sit there and tell them, oh, well, you know, we're better than your company because you better fill in a lot of blanks as to, and adjectives to describe other than we're better than them because of ratings. We're better than them because we improvise and we don't have paragraph uh, promos. Honestly, folks, if I look at WWE and I look at AEW, WWE, despite their ratings drop, despite main roster being a drag, some of the time on WWE Raw and sometimes on SmackDown Live because they pull out the microphones instead of the work. But they've gotten better at that because 
Now they're putting in the work to lay the groundwork for two nights at WrestleMania and two nights of NXT TakeOver at Stand and Deliver, which you can catch again on Peacock, and you must sign up for Peacock Premium in order to stream WWE. And by the way, the picture is a lot clearer on Peacock, and there's less lagging. So, again, let me get back to the subject at hand. The only problem with AEW is when they make stupid statements every now and again and think that the competition won't pay attention. I'm pretty sure there's people taking notes. They just don't fucking tell you. They're like, competition's healthy, so we need to compete with each other. So say something completely stupid to get every fucking podcast in their mother to talk. Is that what you're telling me? Again, I'm not saying that she doesn't have talent. I'm just letting you all know what pisses me the fuck off is not even if even if WWE issued a stupid statement or did something stupid, you know that I am bound to express my concerns. My comments, concerns, and oh, and most importantly, my open opinion about it. And I know a lot of uh, people are going to sit there and say to themselves, well, opinions are like assholes. Everyone's got one unless you're involved. You really shouldn't be saying something. Oh, no, the fuck. Don't tell me how to feel and don't tell me what to say because this is my show. So all I can tell you is I'm open for listening to the shit that comes out uh, you know, a diehard about this because tell me I'm wrong. If you say something stupid, it's going to be put under a fucking microscope. It's going to be listened to, looked at, and assessed. I did all three and assessed that she's a fucking dumbass. And the reason why she got released is because, well, WWE wouldn't know what to do with it. She wasn't a fucking factor to begin with. If you're not relevant on a football team, do you think... Do you think that they're going to be paying attention to what that person has to say if they have even a legitimate gripe? No, because let's say you play football for the Las Vegas Raiders or the Philadelphia Eagles, and Carson Wentz is arguing over their quarterback that's you know helping win a football game. Carson Wentz is still relevant, but at the same time, if Russell Wilson was on the Eagles – and Russell Wilson's won a Super Bowl, and Carson Wentz hasn't done diddly squat, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Just like Carson Wentz, you know, now in the Indianapolis uh, Colts, and there's another quarterback that's been there longer than him, and he starts saying, I'm a legend because I want a game for us. You know what that makes him sound like? makes him sound like a complete idiot. So to conclude this, Yes, AEW has a women's division, but it's a joke. It is a fucking absolute horrid joke. The rest of AEW is fine. Uh, WWE's women's division, holy fuck, that's a machine, and it's operating not on empty. It's it's full. It's got a full tank. So you know, guys, if I suggest things, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, it's wrestle underscore radio. And on the Twitter, it's at underscore Brian Rails on Twitter. Um, I will answer your questions as best I can. I'll get to them tonight and some of them tomorrow in the morning or afternoon or evening, whenever. Russell Radio Network forward slash Facebook.com. Revamps. We're in a work in progress. So 
If you didn't like what good old Brian Rails had to say, then I got three choice words for you. Forget about it. Those bitches, I got to get some, well, much needed beauty rest. And uh, prayers go out to the families in the Bronx that went through that bullshit today. The cultural personality. The cultural personality. 